Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. And now, two fools who still haven't taken their Christmas tree down in the studio, here are Rue and Tugs. Yay! <laughs> Welcome to For What It's Worth, episode 23 in season 2, because I say it backwards. How, How real, real is, is the, the tale? tale? So, is furry a hobby or a lifestyle? Let's find out. You're coming to find out. But Soon enough, but and we're going usual. to have... Go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. We're talking over each other. <laughs> but as usual, we, were, we will bullshit for a few minutes before we get into the real stuff. So, how was your week? It was amazing. <laughs> I finally got my full suit done. And so, um, it was good to finally put, you know, the full suit on for Rue instead of having all these little bits and pieces and stuff like that. And so, How did you feel when you put it on? magical majestic yes that's exactly how i felt it was awesome a lot of people liked it and um it's super super cute i think it makes you look fat (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) it's one of the things that i've been worried about are you serious yeah that i look fat in it no you don't yes i do you just said the truth i said the joke okay (laughs) what else did you do um, well, I had a, I had a Wednesday night thing where I revealed the full suit and there was like seven fursuiters in my house and 20 people. And afterward we ended up going to Denny's and two people were still in suit. Um, and we ended up having this random guy show up in a CSI, um, polar bear, uh, <laughs> CSI polar bear, um, costume. Yeah, exactly. He ended up seeing like the Facebook posts and he ended up just randomly showing up because he wanted to like meet these other two fursuiters in his suit or something. I don't know. It was really, really strange and really weird. And then later on, we examined the pictures and we noticed that he had a boner. So. And that's what we all did. You're getting all the sound effects today. Yay. All of them. So how was your week? My week was decent. I am I am glad February is over. Um, as, as you're listening to this, we actually recorded this before for Idaho, and you're listening to it while we're at for Idaho. Um, but I am glad that February is done. This was a long week. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of things to do, both personal and professional. Um, but it was also fun this week because I my phone was exploding all week with everyone sending in emails for this episode, and that was really awesome. It was like... <laughs> I was excited, too. I was just sitting there at my, my desk, my cubicle, looking at all of the drawings that I have up, mm-hmm. just eating cookies and reading emails, and so thank you so much. I also uh, was playing Sonic Racing Transformed again. I uh. put it down for a while, and then suddenly I picked it up last weekend for a few minutes. He's obsessed. I am currently obsessed with the game. Uh, it's fun. You've <laughs> actually kind of gotten me into it. Good. Now, when are you actually going to play it? When you actually ha- give me a controller and say, here, Rue. I'm glad that Best Buy's having a controller sale today. Are we going to go get a controller? Well, we do have a lot of shopping to do today. Yes, we do. So, um, it's a little late, but if you are listening to this and you're at For Idaho, first question is, why aren't you hanging out at For Idaho? And second question is, have you bought something from our table to help support our endeavors? 
That's it's gonna all be I strange know. when people are like listening to our episode and we're like at the con. They're like, I'm listening to it right now, dude. That would be a little weird. <laughs> all right. Well, I promised this last week and I didn't print it out, but thanks to the power of Chrome, I have my cruel fir- my first one, my first cruel story about children from Germany. Somebody's going to get their fingers cut off. <clears throat> no, this is not that one. Um, this is written in Limerick, and so I will do my best to read it. It says, Here is cruel Frederick, see. A horrid, wicked boy was he. He caught the flies, poor little things, and then tore off their tiny wings. He killed the birds and broke the chairs and threw the kitten down the stairs. Yes. And, oh, far worse than all beside, he whipped his Mary till she cried. The trough was full, and faithful Trey came out to drink one sultry day. He wagged his tail and wet his lip when cruel Fred snatched up a whip and whipped poor Trey till he was sore and kicked and whipped him more and more. At this good Trey grew very tired and growled and bit him till he bled. What did I say? He grew red and then he bled. Okay. Then you should only have seen by to see how Fred did scream and cry. So Frederick had to go to bed. His leg was very sore and red. The doctor came and shook his head and made a very great to-do and gave him a nasty physic too. But good dog Trey is happy now. He has no time to say bow wow. He seats himself in Frederick's chair and laughs to see the nice things there. The soup he swallows sup by sup and eats the pies and puddings up. The moral of the story is, don't torture dogs or you will get rabies. (laughs) The end. That was so random. Next week, we'll have another story from Germany. Well, no, we won't. Next week is for what it's worth live. The one afterward, we will have another German story. Time for a cookie. Okay, cookie time. (laughs) Awkward. Okay, it's cookie time. All right, so what do we have today in our lovely fortune bag? You are about to be pleasantly... Wow. (laughs) You are about ready to be pleasantly surprised in bed with a cookie. Supplized. I don't know. I guess I was just thinking of, like, cookies in bed, you know, having lots of cookies. Yeah. I'm invoking the rule of holes. What? No more digging. You're in one. Okay. All right. Well, (laughs) let's get on to this episode. All right. Welcome back, and we're going to be going into our episode, which is we're going to be talking about hobby or lifestyle, and we've been um, graced upon by our lovely friend, Gio. Hello That was a very awkward beginning. Hi, Gio. (laughs) Yes, I I wasn't sure what to do there. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Gio Holmes, if you may. Oh, we'll call him the G.H., Oh no! No, okay, no, okay. Let's stick with you. Actually, that's that's kind of sad, low. I mean, you don't want to be the GH. That, that kind of sounds weird. Actually, is that some sort of move or something? I don't know. It sounds kind of dirty. It does. That's why I like it. Oh no! No, no. Stick with Geo. <laughs> Welcome to our lovely studio. Um, it's so amazing and lovely. It's brilliant. I really love the vaulted ceilings and the chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> That chandelier was expensive. I can see that. Hey, are those like chipmunks dancing on top of there? No. We How don't. much are those an hour? <laughs> They're naked. Oh, well, chipmunks are supposed to be naked. So tell us about yourself. Tell us about your species and 
Okay, I'm a raccoon. Um, I have been around the fandom for like, I think three years now, ever since I've moved in the general proximity of like uh, Utah. And I've recently moved down to Salt Lake City and I'm very happy here. And I do It's a, about time. Yeah, I know, it's been, I've been visiting here for three years and every single dang weekend it was like, why aren't you getting a job here? Why aren't you getting a job here? Why aren't you getting a job here? It's hard to get a job, dang it. But anyway, <laughs> so. It's like oh. three hour drive. It's like a two hour drive. And after taking it a hundred times, it was pretty short actually. I just sent you guys on the way, and it gave me some motivation to get down to Salt Lake City. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So, otherwise, I do a little webcomic called Loose Ferrets, but don't go there recently because it's on a hiatus, and I need to get back in the motivation of actually drawing the thing. You know what's funny about that is that the game is based upon your not-existent hobby now, and so you're really going to be in shape for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for the game. Uh-oh. I'm worried now. So we got a ton of email, like we were saying in the opening. We have never had a response rate like this. It was awesome. So thank you, everyone. Yes, definitely thank you. Like, all weekend long, it's been, I mean, all week, it's been just amazing to see the responses for this episode. I never thought The Lion King would be so popular. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't say a word about this episode till the very end of that episode. That means people either skipped the whole thing to find out what it was, read the show notes page, which no one ever does, except Retro, or they listen to the whole thing. Well, you know, you also did do your Twitter post, and... No one's on Twitter. (laughs) We just offended half of our listeners. The other half were like, yeah, that's right, we're on Facebook. (laughs) Twitter sucks. Actually, I hate Facebook. If it makes you feel better, like, we only got, like, two responses or something like that from our, our Facebook post, so... Did they email them in? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that responded onto it, but I was kind of like, I even let them know. I'm like, if you don't email it in, we're not going to get on the show. It's Actually, just- I, um, to touch on that real quick before we start digging into the emails, the reason we don't accept submissions through Facebook is because we feel that if people start posting things on Facebook, we will miss a lot of things because they won't necessarily be where we expect them. It's a lot easier for us to keep track of everything if you send it to the designated place. Well, we don't accept it on Twitter either. Like no, if somebody no, we don't. send something like a twit, tweet longer or whatever. For the same reasons, because yeah. we don't see everyone's tweets. And uh, we're not going to spend $75,000 we don't have on a tool to find those things. We love you to death, but $75,000 is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so that's why we only accept submissions where we have fire breath tell everyone to send them. Yes. So, let's crack open this mailbag and start discussing the topic, gentlemen. Our first email comes from everyone's tiny... You know what? He reminds me of Reno. He's the biggest little dragon ever. (laughs) From you, Ryu. Yay! He says, I have a different viewpoint on the whole furry is a hobby or is it a lifestyle debate. Dyslexia comes from the fact that I subconsciously don't see myself as human, even if I consciously recognize that I am. Because of this, I can't help but fall more on the lifestyle side of it. I can't help that my mind wants to think it's a dragon, even if such a thing would be impossible, but I can use the furry fandom as an outlet for those feelings. Having that disconnect between your mind and body can be confusing, awkward, and painful without some kind of outlet for it. Some people do body modification stuff, and others take the less obtrusive method of costumes. What a better place to let your freak flag fly, wow, say that three times fast, with a fluffy costume than a place where they're commonplace, the furry fandom. 
I chose the path of wearing fursuits to make the connection. I find I'm happiest when I'm in suit and making that connection, and that if I haven't put it on in a while, my mood starts to go down as the disconnect starts to pull me down. There are certain aspects of the fandom that are typically deemed unmentionable that I like because it allows a deeper connection for me when I participate. Some things that I think indicate that you consider it to be more of a lifestyle than a hobby would be your fursuit to become something more in line with how you see yourself. If you had the opportunity to become your fursuit, you'd take it without hesitation. You accessorize or modify your look on a daily basis, and you definitively say that your fursona is you. I think that there are a lot of fairies out there that would fall into the lifestyle category, but just don't want to admit it. Kind of like all those people that are really involved in the fandom, but still claim not to be furries. Discuss. I agree. That was a quite nifty, well-written-out email. I know. All of these emails are like super. Mm -hmm. They are Mm -hmm. super emails. So he, he mentioned the four points. So let's see how you rate, gentlemen. Um, do you first suit to become something more in line with how you see yourself? Hmm. I will give that a seven. Um, how is that or even? six. What about yes or no? Oh. I wow. don't know. It's like I, I do it to become something I can't usually be, I suppose. I'm, yeah. But is it how you see yourself internally? Mm, since it's not a costume of a character, no. I think, <laughs> I think me and you are on somewhat the same aspect where we kind of do it as... Like, to entertain and for something that's fun and, uh, I don't know, that's what I do it for is to also get that that high from, uh, I I, I do see his point of view where it's like you step out of your life, take a break from yourself, put a a little pin in it or a pause. (laughs) (laughs) Put a pin in it. (laughs) What? Put a pin in it and um, then come back to your life later, you know? It gives you a vacation from yourself. Yeah. A little vacation reality, if you will. And I can kind of see that, actually, viewpoint then. I don't know. That's, yeah. that's how I see it. All right. If you had the opportunity to become your fursona, would you take it without hesitation? Yes. Really? You would go full-fledged Fox? Yep. Okay. I'm horrible, and I just think, like, I'm a writer, so I'm like, I'm going to think of all of the aspects, which maybe depends on the situation. <laughs> see, <laughs> but it, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, there's so many details there. <laughs> If you know, I, the reason I say no is, and, and maybe my opinion would change if more people actually could do this. If you look at like movies where they're like anthropomorphic characters mixed with humans, and they're not rendered to look toony, they're rendered to look you know how they would really look. It always kind of looks weird, <laughs> at least to yeah. me. You know, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to look like that. I if you could look like a cartoon, well, hell yeah, I would oh, probably yeah. do it. Um, but that's we don't live in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, so mm. it's just not possible for me. Um, but I am online, I guess. Yeah. I All think, right. Yeah. Do you accessorize or modify your look on a daily basis? Mm, like, I, I guess I just don't know what he means by that exactly. Um. Well, for instance, wearing a tail. Or a hat. I wear a nice, nifty newsboy red hat. Now, did we wear that before you joined the fandom, or did you wear it after? Actually, um, some a friend I thought it was a flat cap for a long time, and some friend was like, "That's a newsboy cap," so looked it up on Google, and like, "Oh my gosh, this hat exists!" And so, ever since then, I wore it. <laughs> was that before? <laughs> um, after. Okay. Yeah. See, for me, because my character has a pink collar, I do have a real pink collar, and I had that before I transitioned my character to hybrid. And then I added it. So it was kind of a two-way incorporation. All right. And the last I one. I don't really have anything that's, I mean, I guess I have a, a keychain that has a tell on it. I don't know if that. That counts. All right. And then do you definitively say that your fursona is you? 
Yes. A more kind of no-holds-bar extreme version of me, but I technically it's me. <laughs> okay. It's me, but kind of my inner child of me. <laughs> inner child of everything. What? <laughs> no. I say yes. There's a caveat that comes with that. I, I'm not ever going to deny that my DNA is human, or nor am I going to profess that I am a mythical species. But at the same time, the untangible part of me that exists in the cosmos, a.k.a. part of my mind, um, or however you want to define your soul or whatever, um, I would say that that definitely falls is it's exactly what my character is it is my character and so is that weird that's a duality huh mm. you're almost just staring at me blankly no it's okay <laughs> no i'm absorbing what this you're is saying deep that's gonna i'm not gonna come over to a response like 10 minutes later in the middle, middle of another question <laughs> Eureka! Like, oh wait i exactly know what you meant there now <laughs> yeah so i'm not i'm not going to deny physical traits but i would say an undefinable part of me is absolutely my character in every aspect and okay. to my friends, if you picture me mentally, if you picture me as my character, good. So in other <laughs> yeah. words, in, in another way of saying it for people to understand is that you feel that it is part of your soul. Mm. If there's such... I know. don't even know if it's that concrete because a soul can be defined in a lot of different ways. I would just say an undefined part of me is absolutely my character. Okay. I'm almost tempted to go into self-plugging mode here briefly. <laughs> No. Um, we do that after oh. the recording. You can plug after. Oh, nifty. Yes, so you can plug as much as you want. Into that so, microphone. It'd be awesome. Whoa, no. That's yeah. when we bust out the For What It's Worth cameras. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> no drink. Let's go on to the next email. So. Kaney, hi. Kaney sent us an email and said, I role play with my furry, fuzzy friends on some furry site. I also used to Skype. Wait, I also use Skype to RP with my fuzzies, but it is both a lifestyle and hobby. I just love being a furry. Love you guys. We love you too. We love Aww. you. What's our next email? Next email is from Scoodoo. Scoodoo. Oh, that's me. Not me. That's not. I'm not Scoodoo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I no, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Are you proclaiming to be somebody that you're not? That's what furries do, I isn't know. it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm more of a furry than I thought I was. Okay. Hi, guys. There's a little kitty smiley face there. Oh, colon three. I know. It's awesome. Okay. I think furry can either be a hobby or a lifestyle, depending on who you're talking about. I've only been part of the fandom for less than a year, and I only expected it to be a little side activity slash hobby. But it has turned into more of a lifestyle. I wear my tail out pretty often, and I have adopted some of the common ideals in the fandom, etc. Um, should I do the PS? Yes. Okay. The PS. How has the weather been in Montana, Arizona? <laughs> um, Keep reading it. Keep reading it. I know. I know. Here in Wisconsin, Texas, we got a lot of snow lately. Make me wish I had a fursuit even more. And Cohen D. <laughs> so tell Wait. us. So, so tell us. How do you feel about that email? Is he in Wisconsin or Texas, and why does he think that you're in Montana and Arizona? 
<laughs> I'm so confused. Rue doesn't know what Wichita, Kansas is, so he read it as Wisconsin, Texas. Oh, okay. So Wisconsin, Texas is a location that exists to for what it's worth. And so confused. we have stickers for it now. I thought you had a location duality there, and I was really confused. No. Rue just doesn't know geography. So, <laughs> what? wearing tails and RPing. Yes. Who RPs here? I do. Oh. I don't like go out and like RP like I used to, but like you know, I'll chat with people and there'll be hugs or scritches yeah. or snuggles or, or whatnot. Oh, yeah. you know what? This brings up a question, a question that the CSI bear woman brought up. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, exactly. He had a girl that was with him that was like drunk, and she was asking, "Do you guys LARP?" <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought that'd be awesome, though. Except, I don't know, with foam swords and everything, that'd be really fun. Yeah. I have a hard time suspending disbelief, and I don't, I don't mind people that go out and LARP, but... Lightning bolt! Lightning bolt! Yeah, well, <laughs> Lightning well, bolt! Well, it, it's like the difference between putting on just like a pair of clip-on ears if you have hair, which I don't, or if you put on a full fursuit, you know? I, I, I have a hard time suspending disbelief. Yeah. It needs to be authentic to a point, which is, I guess, why I love <laughs> Disney so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. So. It's like, go big or go home kind of deal. I, I have the same policy. I don't wear a tail, but it's only because if I'm going to wear something, that's going to be the whole dang suit there. All I can say is you would <laughs> never want to lark my persona because, you know, I would just pee on you and you would burst into flames. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> There's no sound effect for the that. The more you know. The more do, you do, know. <laughs> so do you wear tails now? I do sometimes. I'll wear Dreamcast tail. I do. I used to wear it all the time. If you listen to um, our first episode, you know... Um, all the hosts used to just go around wearing tells because we liked people asking the question, what's with the tells? And that's one of our episodes. Yes. Mm. So do you think that a hobbyist would wear it, a lifestyle would wear it, or both? You know, I think both would wear it. Um, I don't think that it's necessarily defining between who is a hobbyist and who is lifestyle, but I don't know. That's my opinion. What do you think? I think it's something that either a hobbyist or a lifestyle can do, especially if you're going to convention or if you're just having a nice time with friends or something. But there yeah. is some people that wear... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I thought you said something. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm All getting right. better at throwing uh, my but, voice. <laughs> but the thing is, is like there are people that wear a tell all the time. There's also people that wear a collar all of the time. And do you think that they are more... Like in the hobbyist level or lifestyle level? If I you guess they're not banker. That's kind of interesting, actually. <laughs> so. um, I think we actually have an email on it later on in the show, but um, it depends. If you're not willing to take it off at certain points, then I think you squarely fall into the lifestyler. But okay, because I feel like I'm I'm kind of a lifestyler, but I don't like I know the difference of when to wear my tail and when not to. Right. So I don't know. All right. Our next email is from Castric, and this is what he said. I consider that being a furry is more of a lifestyle. I wear clothing such as tails on a collar to film are connected to my Sona. Castric. P.S. I am sending Fox Dollars colon three. Yay, Fox Dollars. Send us more. We, we have like four people sending us Fox Dollars now, so we're going to have like different denominations. I, I like different de- denominations. I'm sorry to sound like a noob, but what can you buy with Fox Dollars? Why don't you find out? Oh, I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure. That fox is licking his chops. I'm kind of worried now. <laughs> so, wearing again clothing. And he is a lifestyler. So, there's one vote. 
Are we going to like have a vote system? No, I'm just keeping track for now. Who has Ellen's mail? Ellen? Oh, I have Ellen's mail. Okay. Hello, Ruin Tugs. My name is. Do I have a full name? Whatever she wrote. Okay, my name is Ellen Natalie. I'm a local webcomic artist who's been enjoying your show while learning more about the fandom. You recently posted about wanting to hear what people do in the furry fandom and why. This is a great topic. It's a question I got a lot from my non-furry friends, and I'm looking forward to hearing what is discussed in this episode. If it helps with your show, I'd like to contribute some feedback as to why I enjoy creating furry comics. Ooh, right in line with what I do. Okay. I discovered the fandom through comics and was amazed at the diversity of genres available. Some of my friends assume furry is a genre, that furries all share the same basic art style and stories, but this is not the case. Furry characters can and have been effectively used in genres such as fantasy, sci-fi, comedy, drama, sports-oriented, historical, biographies, the list goes on. Anything you're interested in, odds are you can find it in, the fan- in this fandom. Just thinking about the variety and possibilities makes my fingers itch to start drawing. As I studied to be more into this fandom, I was impressed with... Is it like a furry 101 class in college, by the way? No? No. Okay. I don't think there is yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay. That would be puppeteering. Maybe community college. Okay. okay. I was impressed with how much of it is driven by individual works. Furry, fan, furry fans make their own characters, build their own suits, write their own stories, draw their own art... To enjoy this fandom, all that's needed is a desire to create and explore. What better environment would comic making thrive in? Hope this feedback helps. Thanks for your own efforts to create new episodes. If you're planning to do a, a, a show on furry comics, I'd love to come on and discuss the topic with you. Best wishes, Ellen Natalie. And the website, www.thefurryexperience.com. Boop, boop, boop. I think I've read that. It's a pretty nifty webcomic, actually. <laughs> so, you know, this is actually not something that is related directly to our show topic, but she hit something that I, I think is the key to what sets us apart from other fandoms, which is we don't exist in a pre-created universe like Star Trek or Star Wars mm-hmm. or ponies or whatever. We generally create our own universe and occasionally borrow from other universes, but we own it. No one owns that. No corporation has a hold on us. And that's cool. That's um, true. And I can see, now look look at this. This is smart. I can see how it would drive people to create a lifestyle. Ooh. <laughs> I see what you did there. I know. All right, Rue. So what did you think? I think that I definitely need to go look at her webcomic. It's pretty nifty. I haven't, I've lost track of it a while ago. It's pretty cool. And But I can agree with her viewpoint, like, and I guess the, the fandom, like, it's what you make of it kind of deal. It's like, it, it, and I, I guess it kind of is the basis of, like, for, for hobby or lifestyle. It's kind of like, it's all what you make of it. And since this fandom has so much depth of being able to do stuff in it, it all kind of depends on your definition. So how did you become part of the fandom? Like, was it, was it a lifestyle from the get-go? Um, it was, well, I was because I was, I became a college mascot, uh, briefly a husky. Really? Yeah, it was brilliant. And then I was like, I'm, I have to be really prepared for this. I'm going to look up things on Google, how to do this. And then I found out fursuits and I'm like, oh my gosh, people do this for fun. This is the best thing ever. And so there was, I became the mascot and it was always at the back of my mind. And then I moved down to closer to civilization ish in Grand Wyoming. 
Grand? Is that a city? Or are you <laughs> yeah, referring to the No, lit? no. I was uh, as in grandiose Wyoming, oh, like, okay. I don't know, and aka the middle of nowhere. But I was close to a city where I started going to fur meets, and that's how I kind of got pulled into it. And I just kind of loved them. Um, I love furry characters. I grew up on the Redwall fandom. That was my main thing. But the entire time in the Redwall fandom, didn't hear about the furry fandom at all, oddly enough. That's interesting. I know we have a listener that loves Redwall. Oh, Redwall loves it. Awesome. Yeah, she is so into it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, how did? How about you? Same question. What? How did um, I get into it? Yeah. Um, that is a story for another time. Okay. Uh, I was dating someone, and we had common interests, and he got into the fandom, and I followed. There's the short version. Hmm. Awesome. All right. So the next email is from Sketch the Ginger Cow. Now, I don't know if he means that he's ginger colored or if he has ginger hair. But either way, he's a ginger. We can all agree on this? Yes. Okay. Does it mean he has no friends? Who knows? <laughs> oh, I thought it was no soul. Was oh, soul. and he has your favorite word in this email. Ooh. He says, hello again, chaps. Yay! Thanks for having my email on the last show. In my opinion, the furry fandom is a lifestyle. Most people who would consider it a hobby would more often than not choose to identify as an anthro artist and not as a furry, judging from my experience. And while many infer participates in making anthro art of all sorts, this doesn't restrict them to being a hobbyist themselves. It just depends on how personal you let yourself get with what you make. Being a lifestyler doesn't mean that you go about your business in some sort of furry regalia at all opportunities to do so, and it doesn't mean that you absolutely have to ask everyone to call you by your fursona's name either, although if you do so, it's just your interpretation of the term and totally fine. For me, at least, it means that you simply view the world in a different way. To be a furry, in my opinion requires a certain level of disdain for the world and how humanity seems to screw everything up. That's why I and several furries made our personas in the first place as a method for being outside what we think is a sordid existence. For many, the process of creating and becoming a persona gives you a more vivid and more pure view of yourself as a person and what you view as yourself but perfected. Through this, you're able to see people in this harder light, looking beyond the fixations of the so-called real world and, in a way, into their metaphorical hearts. And while, as earlier stated, this makes us see certain things in a negative light, it gives us more appreciation for what's good in the world, and what I think makes us tend to be the friendly, sociable, creative, and highly compassionate creatures we are. And while I think it's cool to roleplay as your character in some fantastic world we make up, address our appendages by our Sona's words for them, and go about in costume, I don't think they're totally needed to make someone a lifestyler. They're just added bonuses to being one. Thanks again for your opportunity to throw in my two cents and listen to your fantastic program, Your Fans Sketch the Ginger Cow. Thank you, Sketch, for sending in the email. That made me tear up a little bit. That was lovely. What did you like about it? It was just, it was just very kind of very heartfelt and very cozy, and just made me feel, made me feel warm fuzzies. You connected. Yes, I did. It connected to me. I can <laughs> totally see that viewpoint. It's like it's not about what your outside appearance; it's about what it does to the inside that counts. It's true, yeah. and that's kind of why I can see that I, I identify as a lifestyler. That. I do because it allows me to more accurately see the ideal and what I strive to be versus all this other crap that the world likes to throw at me. The the world out there, I mean, I don't know. The world wants you to be a certain way, you know? And it's just great to, to have the fandom where we have something that's we don't need to be what the world pro- proclaims for us to be. We can be what we want to be. And that's what I love about the fandom is because you know, it gives us that opportunity to be able to, to be, you know, who we feel in our hearts that we are. 
better opportunity to be yourself. Exactly. That is, I mean, that email really kind of hazed up a little bit even more what I thought lifestyling even was, actually. I guess you you believe there's a certain stigma to it, I guess, but... To lifestyling? Yeah, I know. I, I That's the thing. When I hear lifestyling, I'm like, it must mean he wears his fursuit all the time when he's at home and... I, would, I don't know. I yeah, would so. say that that's not true. I, I, in fact, I think most people don't wear their fursuit all the time. I think it has to do with how you view yourself and mm-hmm. how you prefer to be viewed. Um, one of the things that, like I do <clears throat> is if I meet someone who at a con and stuff, most people like being called by their fur name, mm-hmm. and they introduce themselves as their fur name, I will make a point of always calling them by their fur name. Mm. I won't ever bother to try and learn, and I'm and I'm careful about this. I don't like the term real name. Real name is a is a very subjective term. Mm. What you think your real name is and what other people think a real name is may not be the same thing. Depends on how you see yourself. So I will try not to learn people's legal names unless they don't care or it comes up. Otherwise, I don't care. I will call them by what they want to be called by because that's how they see themselves. Um, and I guess maybe that's the trait of being a lifestyler for me. I don't. I don't like people like for myself. I don't like people calling me by my real name. Like I just don't. And even when I'm at work and people are calling me by my real name, sometimes it's like, I don't know. I just I wish that they would call me by, you know, my my fur name. I guess uh, even at work, you know, I would like that. But but the thing is, is it's helpful for me to be able to distinguish and keep apart, you know between the professional side of me and being able versus like, Oh, I'm ruined. I like cookies. You know, if I was to blend everything together, I think that I would have uh, a hard time, you know, keeping things separate. If that makes sense. Mm, It does. So I don't know. I think that it it just helps me to keep it professional. So when it, when I'm at work. So does anyone have disdain for the world? Disdained for the world. Well, I, in the email, he, you know, he was talking about having disdain. I, oh. I mean, I have disdain for how the world expects us to behave all the time. And so, for mm-hmm. me, I guess part of it now that we're having this deep conversation <laughs> is that I mean, part of it is me just saying, you know what, screw that. There is no good reason why I should have to be a certain way. I mean, if there is a good reason, then there's yeah. a good reason. But most of the time, there's not, right? Well, especially, yeah. No, no, I understand. Yeah. And I can I can see that. I mean, that's kind of why I kept coming to Fermi's for a long time, and because it was so nice to come somewhere and just be yourself, as opposed to work, as opposed to family, as opposed to a, a lot of situations. It's so it is so nice to just unleash yourself. Um, to unleash. use a furry phrase there, and I completely can agree with that. It's like. I think that's what's so great about the furry fan. We appreciate so many like different kinds of people with a lot of different random quirks. That's true. <laughs> so, so yeah. question for you. Yeah. Um, so you were in, um, you were in a different state. Yeah. And which, you know, when you were at home, you could be, you know, who you, you know, who you, it's kind of like you had this disconnect of distance. Yeah. It's like you came down to Utah and you became, you know, do you understand why I'm trying Did to say he, to Were you? there any phone booths involved in this no. transformation? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It like, was just, it was a gradual thing. The two-hour drive is a lot of time. <laughs> like, did, properly, like, oh, there we go. Oh, I'm feeling my raccoon come out. <laughs> That's horrible, actually. Well, well but, now I, I that you, mean, but now that you're living here, mm-hmm. how are you, are you keeping it separate? Or is it, is it throughout your whole entire existence now? I mean... How is it? Did, do you know what I'm trying to? So ask? you mean like the code switching? Like, is it 
Well, it used to be the setting where I used to go. I used to I used to have family, work, and then Salt Lake City like mm-hmm. every weekend kind of deal. And at the moment, I think I'm more of in a transition, traditional phase kind of deal. Like I'm not. Quite, I'm like it's all a little hazy because I'm still getting used to the setting and everything. But I mean, I guess I'm since I'm now I'm mostly around friends. It's mostly just friends and work. It's kind of like I'm there. I'm more free to be myself kind of deal and just. Usually, actually, for like a half year there, I was just going home to nothing. I was like alone in a house for like oh, for so every evening. I know it sounds really sad. I'm like rocking back and forth. Think of a raccoon rocking back and <laughs> forth in an empty house. Like, I have no nothing to do. I have no friends <laughs> here. So, so you're saying basically you're speaking to, to compartmentalizing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm speaking about. And, well, yeah. and so... I will. I definitely believe. I mean, the people I know that are hobbyists, they don't. They don't have those hard, rigid compartments, and that's mm-hmm. fine. That's fine. And I think it's probably one of the challenges for a lifestyler is you do have that compartmentalizing mm-hmm. going on. And oops, someone broke across the barrier. I ran into someone in an awkward situation. Can come up a lot easier. Mm. There's there's been certain times when all of a sudden I used like some sort of furry lingo or like like I I get some agent that's on the phone and I'm like just. Right at the end, or something like that. Like, and like people are like looking at me, like, did you just like raw, or did you just whimper, or something like that? And I'm like, no. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, this is lovely, but it's time for our break. There is no news this episode because, like we said at the beginning, we're at for Idaho, and the news wouldn't be current if we did it before. So we will take a break, enjoy some music, and we will be back. Future is a place to go She takes our hand to let it show Across continents she's Become the very being 
Hello, this is Ace, Biogloss Splicer, the Hyenasaurus, and this is Eon. Hello. Um, we are both furry lifestylers, and we understand that for some people it may be a hobby or just a fandom thing, something to be a fan of. We are lifestylers, and we um, enjoy living as our Sona. We see ourselves as our Sona. We don't see a separation between the two. We really would like to just say hi and that um, we fully support you and what you do with your uh, show. Um, and it's uh, nice to get some input. So uh, thank you for putting out an ear to listen, and goodbye. Bye-bye. Oh, uh, hello, this is uh, Eon again. Uh, me and my mate left a message uh, a minute ago. But uh, I just wanted to add in the fact that, uh, yeah, uh, both of us, we both live it as a lifestyle. I mean, I know some people don't, but I mean, I guess it's really all on the perspective of the person. I mean, I may not understand people who see it as a hobby, but uh, I love doing it as a lifestyle, and I enjoy living my life the way it is. And, you know, I guess the only hobby I really see of it is, you know, fursuit uh, making and art making. I mean, I guess that's the only thing you can really consider a hobby, but I mean, if you're a furry, you're, you're a furry at heart, and you're always going to be a furry. I mean, that's how I see it. But I uh, just wanted to add that in. Um, thank you for your time, and I support what you guys do. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Well, thank you for the voicemails. We are discussing lifestyle versus hobby today on For What It's Worth, and we have just heard from two lifestylers who took the plunge and called our voicemail. Thank you for sending that voicemail in. It was, I know that it, it gets a little bit, it's timid to send in a voicemail, but we really appreciate the voicemails when you do send them in. It's timid? Timid. You I, mean it's intimidating? Intimidating. That's oh. what I meant. But, Can I change my voice to sound like Morgan Freeman if I call him? We don't have any Morgan <laughs> Free quotes on here, actually, oh, or Free Marks, so we're, we're working on this. <laughs> No, I completely agree with you guys. Like, thank you for once again sending in that voicemail, and um, I feel that I don't. I don't know how to explain what how I feel, but I definitely feel that you guys um, understand kind of you know where some of us life lifestylers are coming from, and you know I, I think that it's I think that there's such a great meaning that that each of us have as furries to. I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Safety. Are you saying that you agree? I agree. All but right. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But I'm also trying to say that within myself, I, I'm just, I'm proud to be a furry. That's what I'm trying to say. There you go. I said it. Now let's move on. <laughs> so Gio, you're a lifestyler, you said, right? Who, me? Yes, you. Uh, no one else in this room is named Gio. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know it was lifestyle, or why didn't I get the memo? Well, what are you, hobbyist or lifestyle? Uh, well, now, as I said, the last few through emails, I'm kind of wondering actually because mind if I go? I mean, I'm kind of thinking about like um, if you don't write or don't draw or don't make podcasts and stuff, and if you don't do anything that's technically called a hobby, and you're still in the furry fandom, what is your hobby? I like to talk with people. Well, no, you like to <laughs> pretend you're an animal. That's yeah, a hobby. Pretend, I guess that is a hobby. I didn't think of that as a hobby as much. Well, well so so we have questions then. So do yeah. you do you use words like pause? Yes. Okay. Well, not a normal, but yes, pa. I like pause. Okay. Do you make furry noises? Um, I do do rawr a lot. I used to try duking, but it never quite worked that well. <laughs> no. Yeah, don't dookie very much. No, no, no. I mean, I do duke. I do duke a lot on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yes, and I cheer a lot on Twitter too. So. 
So the thing is, though, like, like we, I think this is what we're discovering is that there's varying degrees of lifestyling, simply yeah. depending on how much you want to incorporate it, because it is, it can be a little disruptive to normal yeah. society or everyday mm-hmm. society. But that doesn't mean that you're any less a lifestyler than someone who wants to wear a tail twenty four seven through sixty five or six. So it's a personal thing. Mm. In the perspective, I almost say I was somewhat lifestyler of some degree. <laughs> there you go. So who has Dax's email? That would be me. What did he say? He said, hello again. I wanted to write in about whether or not furry is a hobby or lifestyle to me. Well, let's start with definitions. Hobby is an activity done casually for pleasure. Lifestyle is the way in which someone lives their life. For me, I think I would consider it a lifestyle. I haven't yet met any other furs or anything but furry affects my life in entertainment i watch movies play video games read books or listen to podcasts just because they have anthro characters in them or about furries whether i play video games let's see sorry whether i play video games if i can i will always choose to play as an anthro or some sort of non-human character. I also just daydream about anthro characters. I don't go out a day without thinking about it. Interest in the subject has always been part of my life. Thanks for your time, Dax. P.S. Rue, I know you weren't weren't there for my last email, but still I am... I'm sorry for butchering the cookie line. And Tugs, I thought you did a great job during the episode that you were all alone. That was a hard episode to host. Yeah, it It really was. So do you guys go see movies or buy things because they're furry? Is the determining or sole reason? You know, I I have to admit, whenever I play video games, I like playing the anthro characters. That's pretty fun. I like playing the different ones and what normally like to play like for instance with smash brothers i like playing yoshi but at the same time i love playing princess peach so i, I don't know because you are a peach yeah i don't buy many video games oddly enough i don't play vermaid but oddly i have went out of my way digging through like amazon to find furry oriented books that are not written by furries that just so happen to have furry characters or animal characters because I kind of like write, reading about that kind of thing. So, yeah, I love anthro characters or animal characters in my book. It gives a little detachment from reality. <laughs> See, for, for me, it's a double-edged sword. I personally, I don't know, maybe I just need more substance in stuff. Or maybe I'm a tightwad or something. But I won't go see a movie only because there are furries in it. I will go see a movie because it looks interesting or it has a neat story. Same thing for video games. Um, and if there are furries in it, I think about it, but it is not going to make or break my decision. It's just like a bonus. Yeah, it that's, is. that's it how really I see is. it. It's an added bonus. Yeah. Kind of like Brave. Like, I went and saw Brave. I didn't know that they were going to change into like Spoilers. animals and stuff like that. I don't... Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You've ruined that movie. <laughs> oh, well. You well, know, actually, you... actually, to be fair, it is on Blu-ray, yeah, and it has sure. been on Blu-ray for a while, so yeah. the spoiler deadline has passed. Yeah. Guess what? Guess what? To all those people that didn't watch Lion King, Simba's dad dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Wow. 
So but I know there are people that will go see stuff just because there are furries in it to show support. So do you ever do that? You know, I went and saw Alpha and Omega because um, there were furries <laughs> oh, in it. Oh, no. But the thing is, is I waited until it was at the Dollar Theater. I didn't go see it like... Okay. You know, because I didn't see that it had the greatest reviews. I waited, you know, before... But I did end up seeing it, and it was because it had furries in it. And it was pretty cool. Like, I mean, yeah, it was... It's corny, it's cheesy, but, you know... There's some scenes in there that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I actually would admit that I actually went to Hotel Transylvania just because there was a werewolf in it. Do you have a thing for werewolves? Werewolves are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my gosh, and the fact that the vampires turned into actual adorable looking bats, that was total bonus. They're so awesome. I, I will fixate yeah. on stuff in movies. Like yeah. if there's a really cute furry character in there, I will be oh. like, oh yeah. Golden <laughs> compass, armored polar bears. Oh my gosh, that was adorable! <laughs> so, yeah, but it, but it's, it's always a plus because yeah. I don't know. I movie ticket and popcorn and stuff. <clears throat> I want more <laughs> for my money. <laughs> Ooh, movies Ooh. are pricey. Yeah, or like Narnia with the talking badger and the talking beavers. <gasps> oh my gosh, the beaver truffle hunter. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. A I want to hug him. I love yes. it. I like prefer the badger though. <laughs> so we've spent a lot of time so far talking about the lifestylers out there let's shift gears now and move to hobbyists so one of the great things about the fact other than we got so many emails was that we got all kinds of opinions across the spectrum so who has eric's email me all right being a furry is a hobby says eric and web ring overall rate this site is not rated not enough votes okay (laughs) so what was the part that was relevant being furry is a hobby that's what it says that's the whole email yep well it gets to the point you have to tell him that (laughs) so all right and then we have an email from mark it says a number of years ago my boyfriend showed me a web comic with a cast of anthropomorphic critters going about their college years on campus It was pointed out to me that I behaved in a manner eerily similar to one character in particular, a kangaroo, and thus my label or persona of kangaroo conceived. Since that time, I've been to two furry conventions, a host of local furry meets, and met with several furries in other states not in a convention setting. I've even commissioned and been gifted art of my kangaroo alter ego. Now, several years later, I still act similarly to that kangaroo character who started it all, always busy in a constant harried state. But I don't really see that or the species as being the defining point of my character, personality, or life as a whole. Granted, I think kangaroos are interesting animals and have a dignified yet enduring appearance. And I also share some physical traits of red kangaroos, a similar weight, large stature, and by consequence, a dominating footprint. (laughs) That's where the similarities and association end. I don't subscribe to the therianthropic views believing I was an animal in a prior life or that I have a psychological or spiritual connection to my animal. I don't wear ears, a tail, or other similar items, nor do I have a fursuit. I do read furry literature and still follow the occasional anthropomorphic comic, though. And yes, drawings of anthropomorphized kangaroos are still on my desk and make me smile. My name is Mark, and I am a furry hobbyist. I read this before the we started recording, and I just I love that this email is succinct. It's not very long, but it clearly explains, you know, how one hobbyist out there sees everything. You know, mm-hmm. it's they they have a couple pictures little bit of art and for some other people I know maybe a plush but that's it it's not anything more serious to them than that and that's fine you know well are you judging them no <laughs> <laughs> no 
It is, it's, it's different from what I'm used to, but they're happy with it. I, I just know that out here right now, people are listening to us and they are making a decision within themselves whether or not that they are a hobbyist or, you know, or whether that they are a lifestyle. And, you know, it's, it's up to your own individual choice. It's not going to, I personally feel that just because you say that you're a hobbyist or just because you say that you're a lifestyleist isn't going to really change you that much i mean it's just up to you i don't know that's my personal opinion it's what your definition of if you want to even define yourself as between the two of i don't know anyways go ahead i can you see that's like um like one how one person describes being a furry hobbyist maybe the same way someone else defines a furry lifestyler exactly and i i would be safe to assume that i mean people listening to this would be like they would start questioning their reality almost on like what they think it is and what it is kind of deal too kind of like it all dip yeah, it's all it's all how you view yourself honestly exactly. mm-hmm. <clears throat> and quite clearly our listener does not define himself as a kangaroo he just happens to like kangaroos yeah. and is aware of the fandom and dabbles in it a bit and has some similarities to a kangaroo yeah kangaroos have dat tail dat tail <laughs> dat tail <laughs> So we also have emails from lifestylers and hobbyists. Ones Ooh. that think that it's both. Yep. Oh. Awesome. So we have an email from Ryu. Ryu. Okay. Ryu Ukami. Okay. It depends on the person. It's unfair to say a hundred percent it is always just a hobby or it is always a lifestyle. I know lots of people who have only who only appreciate the occasional piece of artwork or furry story. Well, some people have built entire lives off the fandom through art, fursuiting, and writing. Personally, I see a lot of areas where the lines blur depending on company. I wake at my mate when I'm confused to say, I have some furry decor at home. However, I personally don't live furry, and I don't want to try and force my furriness somewhere where it does not belong in my life. Like work. Yeah. (laughs) Pro tip. Work does not accept furry very easily. Mm. Although I, I think I've done pretty well in my work. You know, I have my furry podcast pictures. Thank you to our listeners to sending all all of our fan art in. Um, I have all the pictures printed off right in front of my desk, and I've fursuited at my work. But do I go around, you know, with a tell on at work, or wear my collar at work, or do I, you know, I'm not saying that whether that's bad or good i mean i know there's a lot of furries out there that they're like a mechanic or whatever and they're out there working and they have furry ears and grease all in them and stuff like that you know that's it's it's totally up to you on on what you need to do but in my professional setting in my work um i i feel that 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 it's not acceptable Hmm. so i'm very careful on how much that i reach across into the workplace so well and part of it is is work isn't necessarily a place for what you like to do personally you're really there to represent or do the bidding of the company that you happen to work for exactly you own. you're basically their sa- slave that the, but they, they pay you. <laughs> they're paying you for it <laughs> yep. you're their indentured servant uh and so if you know it's just it's just not the place time and place and as much as in your head you might be off at a furry convention if you're sitting down at a negotiating table not a good place for the ears to be popping out of your head. Mm. <laughs> the more you know. That's oh, nice. I can see the rainbow. That's really impressive you got that installed in your studio. 
It comes out of a <laughs> chandelier. That's why it was expensive. Nice. You know, I, I really want to bring up this point now, and I think we've pretty much stressed it. I think that there's levels of furriness that you could go over to, like, there's the extreme side, and then there's the people that just have a couple of furry, you know, pieces of art, you know. And then I think that there's different levels. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes you need to know when it's appropriate to adjust your level of furriness, you know? Like a volume knob? Yeah, yeah like a volume this. knob. Like everyone has their own personal little volume knob or tones and... Con- I can't think of any audio terms. Gain. <laughs> gain. 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 And turn their gain knobs and stuff and for certain situations. Well, and this <laughs> yeah. is for anybody, not just people that are furries. I mean, like if you go to work and you're... You're talking about what you did last night, you know, that might not be a good place to be talking about some things like that. Yeah. And I can't use this voice all the time or people would think it's kind of weird. But I guess if you use it all the time, no one would know my normal voice was actually nor- different. That's very I could true. just try doing this forever. It'd be so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it probably hurt my voice after a while. Okay. No, sorry. Reggie, little interlude there. <laughs> I have a fursuit called Reggie. But anyway, long story. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Next email. This is from Christian. We know Christian. He was on our, our show playing the piano, and he's also... Oh, on our Halloween special. Yes. Ooh. A lifestyle for some and a hobby for others. Cheers, Christian. Oh. And we have Banshe, a Banshee's email. Look at that. We got Banshee sending us stuff. Um, here we go. Well, Banshee says... Did you just Mario... Here we go. Okay. <laughs> it's a me, Ruchi. It's a me, Ruchio. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I have the hat for it. Yes, you do. I will have to try it on later. Ahem. <clears throat> okay, email time. Hey, guys. I'm Banshee. Coming from you from hell frozen over. Coming to you? Coming to you, yes. Okay. <laughs> or for those who don't um, don't live here, North Dakota, <laughs> <laughs> where um, where thirty two degrees in sunbathing weather. Awesome. Is sunbathing weather? Oh, is sunbathing weather? I'm an electric blue winged fox, and for the record, I am not a sparkle dog. I'm just an awesome color. But that's enough introductions. Let's get to the topic. I personally think being a furry is a lifestyle, or at least it is for me. I've been in the fandom for not long, only two years or so, but it's definitely been a lifestyle. I can see how it would it would be a hobby to some, who think um, who think would be mostly artists, but for the rest who go to cons for fun or not just selling stuff, then I don't think it would be a hobby. Fursuiting is a hobby. For, m- for most, making art is a hobby. But being a furry is not a hobby. Each part of the fandom can be a hobby in itself. And again, fursuiting, or say art drawing, oh, like, again, fursuiting or art drawing, or saying drawing the art, wow. Um, but when you add it together, it becomes more. Sorry I couldn't write more, but I think of anything, but I can't think of anything else to say. So it's by, 
Wow. So for now, bye. Your friendly landlocked sailor fox, Banshee. Landlocked. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> Wait, did he say sailor fox? Yes. I need to know if you have a sailor outfit, and if so, please provide pictures. Please let my boyfriend <laughs> borrow it, please. P.S. I'm a guy, and yes... Yeah, I'm a guy too. And yes, I do know that Banshees are female. I don't care. I honestly did not know that until I read that email. <laughs> oh. I, I didn't care. Yeah. I think Banshees are awesome. They're the best singing voices. PPS, <laughs> I'd send you cookies, Rue, um, but I can't bake to save my life. So for now, you get a digital one. Aww. Aww. He has a little digital cookie. Here, yeah. see? See? Oh. Yay! He made a digital oh, cookie. Oh, that's for so me. cute. Are you, you gonna lick the paper? Yes. Ew. I think he there licked the go. paper. Aww. I... <laughs> so, the wonderful winged sailor fox from the <laughs> Lenlux State of North Dakota. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Who's a banshee? Aww. <laughs> some people it's a lifestyle, and some people it's a hobby, and he can see both points of view. Now, how many people do you think can see both points of view? Is it hard for you to see other people just. Casually liking it because you live it all the time? No. I think it whatever floats your boat kind of deal. Well, right, right. But do you have a hard time putting yourself in their shoes? Mm, No. I I can kind of see different perspectives of why you would be willing to do it kind of deal. I could put put them myself into their foot paws, per se. Foot paws? Yes. You know, I think think that for me, when I started getting into the fandom, I think that it was kind of a little bit of a... Like, oh, this is kind of interesting, you know, perks my interest and different things like that. And then slowly it just went downhill from there. And and I became a, you know, full-fledged, like, lifestyler in which, um, you know, I have art all over my room. I fursuit for fun. And, you know, every week I have furry parties at my house. And, you know, it's... It's, it's, I'm a lifestyler, definitely. So. What the hell is that sound? I think it's a cat. It, it's a router. Somebody's doing woodwork outside. They're using a cat to cut wood? Yes. Oh, okay. That's interesting. You just swore at me. <laughs> it's been driving me nuts. <laughs> we get an ice cream truck, and then what Ooh, was the other wait, thing? what? <laughs> yeah, we had ice cream truck here. Oh my and now we have a, a router, a saw. And then we had birds chirping outside a that you router? had to go chase. Okay, sorry, I completely threw this off topic, but I'm like, what the hell? Can I what's the password for that router? <laughs> Alright. Oh, no. Too bad. Too bad. Okay. Alright, now that I completely wrote this, we have an email from Kane. <laughs> he says, Hey there, for what it's worth. Once again, this is Kane. On the subject of furry and whether or not it's a lifestyle choice or just a hobby, I've seen the entire spectrum. As for myself, I like to think I rank about midway between the two. I've invested a lot of time and effort for it to be considered just a simple hobby. A majority of my friends are furry or have some connection with it. All my art skills are geared towards furry, and I have been working on getting or making a fursuit, although that's a bit of a low priority for me right now. On occasion, I'll even wear my foxtail out in public, usually attracting looks of whimsy from passerbys. However, I wouldn't call myself a full lifestyler for several reasons. Among my furry friends I know IRL, I actually prefer them to calling me by my real name over my furry name. And not to sound pretentious, but I feel the voice of reason among the more energetic furries. I don't tend to be one of the bouncy, high-energy furs during outings. I tend to hang back and feel even slightly embarrassed when the more out-there furs act out. During one recent outing, we almost got thrown out of a mall when the fursuiters showed up. 
Anyway, that's my contribution to this episode's topic. Looking forward to more awesome episodes from you guys, Kane. Thank you, Kane. I want to see Abel. <laughs> I was going to say that. I, th- I thought no one would get that joke, though. <laughs> well, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, do you ever go out as a group and feel like, oh, man, this guy is going way overboard? Yeah, but I have You know, to... oh, sorry. Denny, oh, go, no, 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 you're the you guest. Go, go. go. No, 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 you go. I forgot it now. No, oh, go. fine. Well, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> well, all right. I think that it was a little bit much that the Denny's thing that I just talked about like i don't know like to me i think that when you go into like some of those places you should definitely ask them beforehand it was kind of a little bit of an awkward situation where all of a sudden we had fursuiters there and we didn't know if whether or not that the establishment would kick us out or not for security reasons yeah yeah and it's like keep that in mind furries if you have a fursuit and you go to a public location you should figure out the policies before you do it or ask permission from people before that, too. So. No matter how much yeah. of a lifestyler you are, it isn't fair to assume everyone else is in that same mentality. Mm. So we all kind of had to negotiate a common ground where you call a restaurant and say, I want to wear a costume in, and then they say yes or no, and you respect it. But I know for you that you, you've you gone out to, like, a whole bunch of, like, <laughs> you've gone to Walmart. I've, okay. I've seen pictures, Okay, videos. to be fair, People this was Walmart, Walmart in Wyoming. <laughs> There is no standards there. Like I would be wouldn't be surprised if like a black bear was wandering through Walmart in Wyoming. And they wouldn't and no care. One would care. Like <laughs> unless it went near the gun section. Then it would be all yeah, that'd be horrible. <laughs> I did keep away from the gun section when I was in the fursuiting there. But that was just a random circumstance. Got my first got my fursuit. And I should have asked. I'm not a good example, but it was like it was very casual. Well, it's okay, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> you get excited and stuff like that. I'm not trying to put you on the oh, spot yeah, I to know. tell you you were wrong. Shape, no, shape, no. shape, shape. Oh no. If you if you have permission and you be able to go in a public place, it's so much fun. Be, but make sure you have a spot or two. And make sure that yeah. people kiss you on the nose, they're not wearing lipstick. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. I've had that happen. Oh dang. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> and make sure your spotter has your ID. Mm. Yes. Oh, good point. All right. Very good point. <laughs> um are most of your friends furries? Yes, most I, of them are. I would say 98% of my social circles now are furry-based. And it's simply because, um, and I think we talked about this last episode, it's so much easier just to go up to them. And like, if you're wearing a tail, there's not 10 minutes of discussing it. Mm-hmm. It's very true. I mean, I know that for myself, it's like I, ha- I used to have all these like regular friends. And then it's like, now they're like all furries. I don't yeah. know what happened to my other friends. I never had any real friends. Oh, that sounds really know. sad, but I had Redwall friends, but they were all online. I never saw them. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I go back to the, when I first started moving towards civilization, I was like, this is a great starter group. I don't need to try and get to know them. I don't need to get invited. Just go to a public friend. And we're all weird. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, Being we be able to be weird is so much fun. I go That's to, really the truth. Mm-hmm. I go to my old furry friend, I mean, old friend's house that, that aren't a furry, and all that I get there is like, so how's your furry thing, and stuff like that, and all these billions of questions. And, mm, that's not know. awkward at all. No, well, not a bit. <laughs> so let's talk about crossing the bridge. Mm. We have an email that talks about crossing the bridge. It says, it's from Robert Larson. For me, it is a it was a hobby at first, but slowly progressed to where it's a lifestyle for me, and I love it. Furry has helped me find my true self. So, did you guys cross the path, or were you immediately or the bridge, or were you lifestylers off the bat? Hmm. 
I don't know. Actually, to be fair, when coming to this po- this podcast topic, I was like, I was gonna, I'm gonna go be a hobbyist. I'm not a lifestyler. And then during the course of this episode, <laughs> <laughs> this so episode, that's how he crossed the bridge. <laughs> yes, exactly. I crossed the bridge within the last thirty minutes. <laughs> so was, technically, so yeah, I haven't really thought about it. So now I, I guess I crossed the bridge during this episode. Whee! You've shown me the light. I actually thought it was going to be Hallelujah, actually, but that's pretty nifty, too. <laughs> hallelujah is for very special moments oh. that we haven't had happen yet. So I'll have to take off my pants later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he's doing it. He's oh. doing it. Oh. It'd be more fun if I were, were actually wearing pants. <laughs> You're going to wreck it. Uh, you know, it's funny. So for me, um, because I came to the, the furry fandom through other kink lifestyles, um, I was really actually not very interested in fur at all. I was like, look, if people want to wear a collar, that's fine. I, My parents aren't the most tolerant people, so I had, as when I was younger, tried really hard to be extra tolerant. And, I mean, I'd, li- I'd like to think it's persisted, but that's not the point. Um, I was like, I don't want to wear a collar. I think that's a little too much, but more power to people who want to. And as time went by, I was like, well, I can't knock it till I've tried it. And I tried it, and the rest is history. Um, so for me, it was always a lifestyle and always how I viewed myself versus, uh, well, I like this and that, and I'm going to get a plush and this. And it was just like, no, go. It was like we were talking about go big or go home. Yeah. So I was just, boom. <laughs> I didn't really have to cross a bridge. For me, I think I've already shared my experience. It's just I've kind of crossed over into, you know, I was just kind of interested a little bit. and But at the same exact time, I've always had some sort of connection when looking at different different things that the fandom has had to offer. I mean, we've been educated all of our lives to learn life lessons through animals and and different things like that. That's how we've been taught as we, you know, we, we were growing up, little fuzzy cute little things teaching yeah. us lessons. And so it's always been a part of me and always been there. And so I guess it just took time to realize and then that I'm I'm furry lifestyle. There we yeah. are. That rainbow really is impressive. <laughs> it matches chandelier, doesn't it? Oh, it's so lovely. And those naked squirrels. Oh. All right, so I we've we we spent a lot of time talking about lifestylers just because that's who we happen to be. Um, we read some emails from hobbyists. We read from people who feel it's both. Uh, and then we talked about crossing the bridge. So, any final thoughts on any of the spectrum? I'm not sure they're all, both looking at me, trying to make me say something really heartfelt here. Well, I'll give you a moment. <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, it's always—I've always, I've always ex- accepted that there is a spectrum, and that I will always fall into a certain place, um, and that my place has shifted over time because as I've worked to resolve my own uh, insecurities about things living in Utah, you just get a lot, I think, mm-hmm. because of the culture. Um, I have started to move around to where I feel the most comfortable, but at the end of the day. Um, there will always be people that are different, and that's okay. Just like anything else, as long yeah. as we can get along and not kill each other, then I'm good. Yeah. World be, peace. Be <laughs> who you want to be. Yeah. Look at your heart. Look at yourself. You know, isn't it neat? Yeah. <laughs> Look at your collection. Isn't it complete? That comes out on Blu-ray this fall. Anyways, yeah. uh, but needless to say, you know, you are your own person. Don't let other people tell you who you are. You are who you are, and be proud of it. You will never be happy yeah. any other way. Exactly. 
don't, you know, if, if somebody is upset with you being a furry, you know what? Don't care. Just be yourself. Yeah. And you'll find true happiness that way. And, yeah, I mean, that's kind of true. That is very true as far as, like, I mean, it doesn't really matter if you're a hobbyist or a lifestyler. I mean, that's been a main core belief in my life, though. It's like, if you're, I had this whole thing where I didn't have friends earlier, but it's only because I wanted to wait until I could be among group where I could be myself. And I figured if I'm going to have to go through an effort to be someone else to get friends, it wasn't really worth it kind of deal. So I'm just happy I randomly got into the furry fandom and then found out, oh, there is people who I can just be myself around and just be who I am without having to worry about it too much. If you're a serial, yeah. if you're a serial killer, this well, does not apply to yeah. you. It's, it has <laughs> limitations, but you try like, I mean, all my favorite films are like about that kind of deal, like about being yourself. Like Lilo and Stitch, my favorite thing, be quirky and you can find your way kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the truth is, is you're, if you're living to be someone else's ideal image, um, they were never really your friend to begin with because if uh, if they don't accept you for who you really are and they only accept an ideal version of you, are they really a friend? That is completely true. Nope, they're nope. not. Okay. Well, we hope you enjoyed our little discussion today. Thank you so much to everyone who sent in emails. It is not the end of the show. We're going to go to a break. Don't you point your finger at me. I was just going to say, this is an amazing episode. This was a really good, this was a really good episode. And the reason why that this was a really good episode was because of you guys. And because of your overwhelming response to this episode. You guys made this episode amazing. Please... You know, continue to send emails. You guys to us. rock. Keep rocking. We love you. So we're gonna go to break. We're gonna come back and torture Geo with the game. Oh God. We're gonna rip open the listener mailbag, which was quite full, and we will be back.
All right. We are here in the final segment of today's episode of FWIW. I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) FWIW. Yep. Probably because there was no news. The Rock. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to play The Game. Oh, man. That sounds good when I have a little bit of a raspy throat. I'll do it again. The Game. (laughs) Sounds more ominous. Just so that everybody knows, me and Tugs are both sick. Somehow, some way, we got sick. Stop making out with me in my sleep. So, today's game, Geo, is called Comics. What really lurks in the hearts of men? Ooh, fancy. So, you're about to be asked ten questions about the history of comics. Since you yourself run a webcomic, how well do you know your own hobby? Each correct answer gets you a point for a maximum of ten. If you're right, you'll hear this. If you're wrong, you'll hear this. Any questions? No. All right. So, question number one. What comic is credited with start, um, starting the modem era of comics? Wow. Modern era. <laughs> what? Okay, what comics is, is credited? I can't do this anymore. What comic is credited with starting the modern era of comics in the United States? The Yellow Kid. I had a book growing up that was like um, the history of modern day comics. I was like, he's never going to get this. <laughs> All right, Rue, try question two. At first, comics were produced in color as part of a regular newspaper as it is today. When did the short form black and white comic start? Oh, shoot. Um, 1911? What was the comic? That's not a question. That started uh, Catsademer Kids? No, the black and white short form. Oh, what was the comic? Short form? Strips? Yeah. Strips. No. Well, is that your guess? What's the name of the strip? Yeah. Oh, shoot, Crazy Cat? It was 1907, and the comic was Mutt and Jeff. Oh, okay. When did the comics code come into force? Oh, shoot. Um, 1943? 1950, specifically 1954. Oh, okay. Which comic in Europe started the modern... uh, Wow. (laughs) The modern era. (laughs) Which comic in Europe started the modern era <laughs> popularity of comics and has since um, become a valuable franchise, um, mostly outside of North America? Oh. Oh, shoot. Mmm, Donald Duck. The answer is The Adventures of Tintin. Oh my gosh, I love Tintin. (laughs) (laughs) Who is considered the father of modern day comics in Japan? Gosh. Um, Marizaki? (laughs) (laughs) Osama Tezuka. Who else did Unico? True or false, Mickey Mouse was first established in comics before he made the jump into the silver screen in the late 1920s. True or false? False. That is correct. 
fault. While D Disney himself was a comic artist, he did not produce a Mickey Mouse comic first. Corey, what's the score? One. No. Two. Are you keeping score? <laughs> you asked me before I wrote down his second correct answer, so oh. you confused me. Okay. All right. What is the Russian word for comics? Yes! <laughs> it's a loan word from English into Russian. Oh, nifty. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> when the United States Senate was, um, was produced... Wait. <laughs> For fuck's sake. The Adventures of George Washington. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't have enough bell sound effects. <laughs> Okay, when the United States Senate was productive. Productive? <laughs> you mean never? <laughs> and Tug just left. That's just a, a trick question. The United States President has never been. Stop it! No, he has a ruler! That's called a yardstick. Yeah. And it's a big, thick Lowe's one. Ooh. Please continue. <laughs> no. Can I read my own question? Yes. No. No, he has the answer. Uh. <laughs> when the United States Senate was, um, uh, <laughs> they held hearings, which led to us to the creation of the Comics Code. What was the first of these famous hearings? What? What was the name of the hearing? Yes. Oh. Why did you just hit me? Because you can't read. The Comics Code oh. hearing? The 1954 comic books hearings. Oh. <laughs> did the Egyptians have comics? Yes. An early form of the modern comic has been located in hieroglyphics. Nifty. What comic today has an animal name in in it directly? What comic today? What comic today has an animal name in it directly? Oh shoot, an animal in it directly. In the title. In the title. Okay. But not the not the pet's name or anything? No. Oh, I was probably gonna hit my head after this. Baby Blues. There's not even an animal name in that guess. A baby is an animal. Foxtrot. <laughs> oh, oh, I was thinking of something with an animal in it, you horrible people. A fox is an animal. <laughs> yes, it is. What's the final score? Four. Wow. Yay! Four. Four. You're still amazed I got that first one. To ten. <laughs> and Garfield used to be called Garfield the Cat. Really? Before they took off the cat. Huh. I think. I think so. Yeah. No ruse were harmed in the making of this game. Yeah. Oh, that was that hurt. <laughs> Can you put the yardstick away? Said every away? fox ever. No, we have you know some what? more reading to do. You know what? The last time that anybody was hit on this show was, um, let's see, in season one. Please listen to it if you want to see who I was hitting most of the time throughout the whole show. 
Anyways. <laughs> You're just fine, though, right? Yes, I'm alive. Okay, good. All right, let's rip open that listener mailbag. Ready? Rip. All right, our first email comes to us from Dax. Oh. He did email in for the regular show, too, but he did have a listener mail comment, so here it is. Hello again. Tugs, your tips for my last email really helped. Knowing that Califor would be such a good place to learn about meats is comforting. I actually went back to the previously dead SoCal furry site, and it currently looks like it has been updated since you last sent since I sent you that email. They even have meat set up on their calendar. Yay! Which you can actually sync with a Google account if you would like to. Double yay! I wanted to give a heads up about this website called meetup.com. It is a social networking website dedicated to people of similar interests, being part of a group and setting your up meets. Of course, furries have set up some groups on the site. So if you can't find a website to get dedicated to your area or even a Facebook page, check out this site and see if there is one. If there isn't one, people might... If there isn't, make one. People might join the group. <laughs> How the site works is to pe- make people... Is to, sorry. <clears throat> I have a yardstick over here. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> no. Raccoons can't take pain. <laughs> okay. Raccoons take lots of pain. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How the site works is people... Is people make groups on a subject, they make suggestions on meat. If enough people RSVP a suggestion, the group is notified that there is a new meat coming up. Each group has a member list, photo section, discussion boards, and polls, files to download, and more. It looks like an easy, easy to use <laughs> website that might be better than Facebook for this purpose. Anyway, just a suggestion. Thanks for your time yet again, Dax. <laughs> I like how you turned into. I like how you turned into a commercial voice. That's what the it was. It was doing a little ad for that site, and I thought it was very. It, nice. it actually is a good piece of yeah. advice. Meetup uh, has been around for what seems like ever. Uh, in fact, I went to a couple meets way back in the early aughts um, because of that site. So yes, if it is a good place to go if you can't find anything on Facebook. But, but doesn't it cost? It might because it because I was going to start Thanks. using Meetup.com when when I was um, doing stuff with the Utah Furries and and they were going to charge me in order to set up different meets and different things like that and I was like I'm not using something that's going to charge me. Well, Facebook's not free either. Well, I know they steal all your information. <laughs> they steal your soul yeah. and your essence. <laughs> and only if you want to, I think you have to pay to mail people you don't who don't follow you or something. Yeah, Facebook, now Facebook, they just yeah. recently changed that. And I think that that is the most dumbest thing ever. Now you have to, in order to message somebody that you're not friends with, they're having you um, basically pay a dollar. That's great. That's great. That keeps the site alive. <laughs> they have other ways of making money. Right, selling you. Anyway, this is not about that. <laughs> it's about the fact that, that that's a decent tip. Um, there is a free tier on Meetup. I know that there, yeah. you can do some stuff for free. So, at the very, very worst, you check and there's no group. At the very best, you make a friend. Mm. Okay. Not Meet a bad suggestion. Dot com. <laughs> God. Thanks, Dax. All right. Now we have an email from Not Zero. Or Not O. I don't know how to say it. Not Zero. He sent in. So, I was wondering what, you got, what your guys' opinion on kids in the fandom. Do you think it is acceptable? Or is it a danger? A quick question from your friend, not zero. 
P.S. Rue gives me diabetes. He is so cute. Rue gives Aww. everyone diabetes. Diabetes. Just taking my shot right now. Okay. <laughs> so, as far as with the email, you know, it depends on what you're meaning by kids. Are you meaning like. Someone who's under 18. Someone. Are you, well, the thing is, is like, I, I take it two ways. You know, is it some furry that's bringing their child to, you know, a furry group? A or furcon in a little Halloween costume. Yeah, like that. Or are they meaning, like, is a minor coming and showing up on their own accord? To me, there's a, it's completely different. If you are uh, within the furry fandom and you have a kid and you want to bring him to a meet... I see absolutely no harm in it as long as you are not having all the other furries babysit your kid. Or um, you're not forcing the kid to do it when he doesn't want to. Exactly. Or you're not forcing other people to cater to your kid's needs and whims. Exactly. Because the thing is, the group is for everybody and not for your kid. So if you're bringing him, bringing him there, just know that you are responsible for your kid and, you know, just take care of them and let them have fun. As long as they're having fun, there's no problem. But if you are a minor and you're trying to go to these meets, just be aware that you are putting everybody else in danger of actually being at some of these meets. Well, be, be straight about it. Tell you check if there's a policy. If there's not a policy, you might want to reach out to the admins of the group or whoever is in charge. Say, hey, um, and if they don't care, then you just need to be sure to say, you know what, if someone starts getting a little little close to the gel bait area with you, say, I am not of age. I know that, uh, especially when you're older, you've got the hormones rushing everywhere, and of course, you're interested in sex. We know that. We were your age. Um, but don't ruin it for everyone because you're thinking with the wrong head, or if you don't have two heads, the wrong body part. Isn't it interesting that people are interested in things that they can't have? <laughs> like, almost obsessed? It's a psychological thing. Um, it's the same thing as when you're stuck in a traffic jam, and you're looking over to the lane next to you, and you see the guy going past, and you're like, what the hell? Um, because on a deep psychological level, you feel like you're being treated unfairly. Or if somebody butts in line or something like that, you know. But yeah, the book of traffic, it tells you all about it. The thing is, just do not lie about your age. If you lie about your age, somebody else could go to jail. Mm-hmm. And that's a dick. Yep. <laughs> that's a dick move. Yep. So, that is a dick. That is a dick. <laughs> so that is, that is my opinion. I had a hiccup. Shut up. You can still be involved, but just be upfront about it. And um, know the policies of your local group. And don't hide your age. All right. We have another email. It's in Geo's hot hands from Sketch, I hope. No, nope, nope. it's in my hot oh, hands. Rue's hot oh. hands. So Sketch sent an email to us, and he said, ginger. Hello again. I recently was accepted and enrolled to my college of choice, and now I'm going through the chaos of paperwork and scheduling and all that nonsense. And of course, I've got to apply for housing and find roommates. I'm curious about um, to... Let's see. I am curious as to detailing myself as a furry in my information for potential roommates and being more public about it once I am on campus. Should I continue to be cautious about how how much of my furry self I make public? Any advice would be fantastic right about now. Thank you much. Your fan, Sketch the Ginger Cow. 
the great Moo wants to meet you. <laughs> Do you have a reply? Uh, I have a reply. I want Ooh. you to... Uh, go ahead. So you're going to college, and it sounds like you're going into either a shared housing or a dorm or whatever. Um, I would say it's not a good idea to say I am a furry on any kind of profile about you or anything like that. Um, really, this sounds kind of harsh, and I don't intend it that way, but you're there to go to school. And furry is something that you can do between classes and whatnot. Um, so don't lose your focus. I mean, you're there to get an education. And trust me, once you're not dealing with school so much or you get into a better living situation, it'll be a lot easier for you to wear your tail and not have it be a big deal. That being said, yes, college is an interesting place because people will let all their colors fly. And it's kind of an experimental zone, if you will. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember when I was in college, guys were wearing dresses girls were not wearing bras it was all kinds of madness horses were eating people i mean you just never know <laughs> um and so i mean you might be able to get away with wearing a tail and stuff um and that's all right you know but i would say the people that you're going to share a room with may or may not end up being friends for a long time and i would not make being able to wear a tail at home a, a, don't make a big deal of it if you want to do it and they'll just have to deal with it but don't put it on any kind of profile am i making sense guys yeah yeah okay. I, I i would have the same piece of advice to add is just test the waters you know <laughs> test the waters get to know your roommates and get you know get to know them and then you know if you want to reveal you know um you know, it's not anything to be ashamed of. I mean, like, I think that sometimes furries act like as if, you know, being gay is the same exact thing as, you know, being a furry. I, I personally feel like it's not a big deal. Like, people at work, they come up to me and they ask me, like, what are my interests? What do I do? I show them my wall, you know, I show them kind of, you know, what I do. I maybe show them some photos. And if they but have some questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Do we know where he lives? Yeah. Like where he's going to college? Sketch? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't have that offhand. Because yeah. a college in San Francisco is probably going to be a little bit more accepting than a college mm. in Alabama. Yeah, if you're going to a religious university, do not. <laughs> mm. And my college experience is weird because I got to let my furry out by being the college mascot. Mm. I got to wake that tail and husky it up and everything. So That makes but, it nice. And it was kind of odd, actually. I did meet a furry during college at random because they found out I did furry drawings. Furry drugs? Drawing. Oh. Drawings. Not, drugs. There's furry, a furry drugs? Drug. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I would sure like to know. Yeah. Essence it, of tail. Yeah. But it was a little awkward because like five minutes into the conversation, it's like, I do sketches too. And I'm like, oh, dragon dicks. Hello. Okay. I, I hear you go this back. I'm not going to talk with you ever again. Oh, oh goodbye. <laughs> so, yes, be careful. You know, there's standards. Don't throw someone in the deep end. Kind of like maybe have a cute like picture around. Just think of it this yeah. way you may or may not be into bondage but your roommate probably could be would you like to walk in on him getting tied up in the living room or would you like to know a little bit in advance that you could walk in on him getting tied up in the living room a little expectation setting will go a long way mm -hmm. you're making furry sound like it's a sexual fetish <laughs> no but i'm saying if you're gonna walk around in boxers a shirt and a tail yeah that's not going that's not something you see all the time yeah. so or just a normal clean fursuit just walk in on that that'd be kind of weird yeah, yeah like somebody like <laughs> sitting there on their couch just <laughs> besides we all know everyone goes to college to get it on really i don't know but this next email is from lauren faust so we're going to read it now wow no, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> I had my hopes up. Everyone was oh. like, oh my gosh. Me, you, my, my, me and my brony come out, damn it. Put it back away. Okay. <laughs> Zip. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, no, it's from Trent Lauria. Says, what is up for what it's worth? My name is Trent, and I've been listening to the show for a few months now, and it was the show that helped me realize I'm a furry. Yes, that's two people! Yay! <laughs> Since then, I've been trying to learn more about the fandom around me. So far, it has been difficult finding other furries in the state of Wisconsin, especially where I live. I also find out that Wisconsin has a week-long convention called Furconsin. Chances are, <laughs> I'm probably not old enough. On the bright side, I'm busy with school sports and trying to work on drawing since I was gifted with shitty drawing skills. Yay. Colon D exclamation exclamation exclamation. That's all I have to say, and I'm sorry if this was too long. At first, the only thing I was going to say was sup, but it would have been the only thing there, and I'll save that for next time. Keep up the awesome work. Aww. Sup. I'm sure your drawings are lovely. Just keep at it. Yeah. Well, okay, so seriously, we've, we've talked with artists before, but what is the secret to learning how to draw, Mr. Comics? Honestly, it comes back to the same three words. Practice, practice, practice. It really is true. Yeah, you just keep on doing new things, you keep on drawing all the time, and I still have to do this myself, but that's pretty much the only thing you can do as an artist, you just keep on drawing. Also, don't be afraid to erase. Definitely. But don't throw away your drawings, too. I always think it's good to keep your old drawings that you fail on, too, just... To show your progress. You know, <laughs> you've you've said that yeah. to several people, and I've heard that, and I disagree. That's with, Tug's line, actually. Well, I disagree it's good with. Advice. I'll be I'll be honest. I disagree with both of you. You know what? I if didn't you say have anything. if you have a <laughs> shitty drawing, you know what? Just persevere, draw through it, and then if it's if it's crap, then just move on to the next drawing and continue to continue to draw. We said the same thing. What? We said the same thing that you just said. Yeah. What? Well, no, no, no. Are I'm... you doing furry drugs? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I took classes from um, uh, when I went to um, college myself. I um, I took classes from an animator um, at Disney, and thanks. <laughs> uh, two things that um, she suggested is draw from life. You know. Thanks for the Twilight Zone. <laughs> so draw from life. Everything that you see, you know, have a sketchbook on you. Just continue to draw. And you know what? If your drawing looks like crap, you can always move on to the next one. And you know, you're right. I don't know. Like she was saying that in learning, don't erase. People spend too much time erasing things. Just continue to draw. And you know what? If you have to, draw with a pen instead mm. of um, using actual... Uh, a pencil because that's going to help you to be able to compare with your next drawings of what you did, um, you know, yeah. better. Uh, that's what her suggestion was: is to use a pen and not a pencil when you're learning how to draw. And I have another random thought in there. I'm not sure if we have, but uh, it's like the fact that you're calling yourself a crappy artist. Actually, that's kind of actually a good thing. I would say positive because the moment you say I'm the most amazing artist ever is the moment you stop progressing as an artist. Too, is you should be positive by work, but it may you always let yourself the room for improvement. It also kind of yeah. makes you a douche. Yeah, it does. I like how one email is suggesting just a little bit about art has turned into a huge art discussion. Yeah. We oh. could probably have a whole episode about art. Definitely. We will sometime. With a good artist, besides me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. a crappy artist, too. All right, well, that's it for the listener mailbag. Thank you to everyone who sent us a letter. Thank you, thank you, thank if you. If you want to write us, we have information on how you can join in. 
Even though we always say it, it doesn't make it any less true. For what it's worth really wouldn't exist without you, the listener. Your emails, letters, voicemails, cookies, and more really do help us create each and every episode. If you haven't joined in the insanity yet, or even if you have, here's how to get in. For show topic responses, feedback, and pretty much everything, send an email to cast at forwhatitsworth.com. You can also leave comment on each episode by visiting our site and viewing the specific episode page. If you don't like writing or want to change a pace, you can dial 469-44-FURRY to leave us a voicemail. Long distance charges could apply, so check with your phone provider. If you're a master of tickling the eardrums, we would love to play your music. Send your music to cast at forwhatitsworth.com. If you want to keep up with the show on a daily basis, we have Twitter, Google+, and Facebook. Tweet to us at at forwhatitsworth. Plus the Googles at plus for what it's worth, and of course, open the book faces at www.facebook.com slash for what it's worth. Want to feed us? Send us shenanigans for an episode or a postcard for the studio map. Send mail to for what it's worth, P.O. Box 25394, Salt Lake City, Utah, zip code 84125, in the United States of America. Items sent to our P.O. Box cannot be returned, so make sure to send all your gold, silver, and precious gems. Do you feel like harassing an individual cast member? They get quite lonely. So send all personal email to rue at forwhatitsworth.com and tugs at forwhatitsworth.com. If you're really wanting to go the extra kilometer mile, Koru at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com is also available. As always, please make sure you have permission to share any items with us since we don't like lawyers. If you don't want your email read on the air, let us know and we'll be sure to honor your request. We don't like lawyers? Wait, my mom's a lawyer. What the hell? And that's a rap. No, not a rap like... But a rap like you know the, the 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 stuff with the bread and well actually not that kind of rap either. I don't know. Okay, I'm French Canadian. Anyway, if you need to hear anything I just said, press the rewind button. It's like a magical thing to go back in time, so I don't have to repeat myself again. And now back to the two fools of something, Ruentugs. <laughs> You're a fool. I'm not a fool. You're a fool. <laughs> and love. <laughs> well, this was an amazing episode, you guys. I enjoyed it highly, and I know we've said it about a million times, but thank you once more to everyone who made this episode possible. Gio's a great guy, and we would have tortured him with all kinds of stuff, <laughs> but we would have run out of stuff without Aww. your help. So, Gio, here you go. Here is your chance. Shameless plug. Oh, gosh. Yeah, now you can plug yourself. Okay, first, thank you so much, guys, for letting me come on here. And if you want to follow me or follow my webcomic, rather, go to looseferrets.com. It's not a dirty webcomic. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) All right, next episode. We will be, on the day you are hearing this, I believe, or the day before, be recording for For what what it's it's worth worth live. live. It is the last live episode of season two. More details to come about season three one day, but not now. So show up. Day. What are we giving away? We are giving away prizes, and in particular, Borderlands 2, and also the con chairs also go, um, given us some prizes to give away as well. And if you went to our live show, you should have a nice little shot glass in your hands to commemorate the event. 
So if you missed out on that, guess what? Oh, well. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you sure you're not high on furry drugs? Yes, I'm on furry drugs. Oh, hey, but you know what, you guys? I love you. You know that I love you. So. Give me that yardstick. <laughs> no. Yeah. Ah, no. Ouch. Remember, furry responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, furry responsibly. So we had music sent in to us. Thank you so much. We are going to um, be playing that at the very end of this episode after we... No, we're not. We played it on break. Oh. Did you not listen? (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, we played it during break. So thank you um, for sending that in to us. Seriously, we have gotten more music submissions lately, and they mean the world because it really just helps us out a lot. And you guys are awesome artists, so thank you, every one of you. Do us a favor and look at our little um, list of artists that have participated in in making this show possible, um, and definitely go check out their their art. We have their their links to their their site and um, stuff. Yeah. yeah, stuff. Okay, stuff and stuff. Well, this has been Tugs. This has been Rue and Kuru. And, and this Gio. has been. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, you did it. Good job. <laughs> and this has been for, for what, what it's worth. worth. Say it for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs>